You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone. Paul Basilakis, Salvatore Cusmano, Brad Weisgerber. We are Inside Real Estate. How's everybody doing? Great. Good. Yeah. Uh, we have a very... Up. What? A little stuffed up. Nobody cares. Uh, we have yes. a very special guest. His name is Dylan Tent. Uh, he is from uh, Signature Sotheby's in Birmingham. Also, uh, we just talked about it. Actually, they're in uh, Northville as well. Uh, he is a luxury market connoisseur. He knows his shit on that end of it. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Good. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about what Dylan's doing in the luxury side, and, and you know we haven't had sorry, we haven't had a lot of that conversation uh, recently. We're going to talk about Quicken getting hammered on a lawsuit. Uh, we're going to talk about a Blackstone raising sixty or I'm sorry twenty billion dollars for uh, a real estate fund. Uh, we'll get into that boring stuff here in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, Dylan, thank you for being on the show. Tell the audience a little bit about your background. How did you end up at Sotheby's? How did you get into the business? Because you're a pretty young guy. So just everybody knows this, he was featured in uh, Real Producers of Oakland County as a rising star. He's got a really good reputation. He does some crazy videos. He's riding a jet ski in his suit. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he, he's known as the helicopter agent because he flies a fucking helicopter and takes pictures of uh of, of beautiful properties so t- tell us how you got into all this man well how it started was when i was in college i dropped out after i watched a red bull snowboarding movie uh the art of flight if you haven't seen it okay and uh, no i that moment i dropped out of college and wanted to become a heli ski pilot so i went through and got all my ratings and i went and moved out to california to get my instrument rating they offered me a job as a flight instructor and they wanted me to teach chinese people how to fly that barely spoke English for 400 bucks a week. That was your thing. Sign me <laughs> up. Wow. And uh, okay. it was. <laughs> it sounds easy. So I go, you know, I don't want to die over 400 bucks a week. And I'm flying over Malibu and I see all these beautiful homes. Yeah. And I go, I bet I could take a picture of that and sell it door to door and do 500 bucks a day instead of, you know, 500 bucks a week. Genius. So yeah. I came back home and I took photos of like all the nicest homes in Oakland, Wayne, and Livingston County. And then I went door to door and sold them to businesses and homes. Wow, but, dude. <clears throat> one That's of, interesting. One of my customers said, hey, if you get your real estate license, you can sell my house and the house is a million bucks. So, um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> and yeah. so then a couple weeks after that, after I went and got my real estate license, um, I joined Sotheby's because my friend who was into fancy stuff like watches and wine said, oh, if you want to sell houses with a helicopter, you got to go to Sotheby's. So, yeah. um so I, I went started working there, and then after a couple of weeks, uh, I made this really amazing virtual tour video of the property, which is a couple of years ago before people were really doing it a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know somebody on my hockey team saw it, and they showed their parents, and then I had another million dollar listing. It was a million three in South Lyon. That's a pretty quick start, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like usually like scrapping to get a hundred thousand dollar deal done when you first start. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, well then we did something different. My third yeah, my third listing. Was two point seven, and I got it from an open house from my first listing. That's why. So in five months, I had all these amazing properties for sale, and um, every time that we filmed a video, we tried to feature myself in it doing something crazy or ridiculous. So yeah. And by the third one, we jumped a motorcycle, you know, one hundred and fifty feet, 
and it looked like you're jumping over this house. And Get then, out of here. And then is we're this hitting. Real? Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you guys, a, awesome. you know, after this. It's kind of funny. But, um, and so then every time I ever listed a property, people would go, What's the next, you know, ridiculous video going to be? And my friend James Cook with Cook Productions, he's shot everything mm-hmm. with me from day one. Yeah. And, you know, we've, um, you know, we're paddle boarding, wearing a suit. We're like, I've Seen that. You know, <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah, we, have, we have fun with it. So we just try to bring the lifestyle out of every property. And then, it, you know, it gets enormous viewership online. That's interesting. So you you made a conscious decision. I mean, listen, just so the audience understands, it's not typical to get into the business and have a quick start. I mean, it's not that easy, right? You know, million dollar listings don't happen very easily. You've got to be pretty innovative. And you, you made a decision to like use your personality, which I love, uh, utilize social media and marketing on, on a different level that wasn't being done potentially at that time at a, at like at a, at a high level right so that that's interesting that you went into it that quickly and made those decisions that fast i mean a lot of people it takes a long time to get get to that point yeah i mean getting the business is more than half the battle right once you got it it's kind of like you have all the support in the office to help yeah. you out with it but the fact that you were able to take something that you're passionate about above and beyond real estate right and actually intertwine those is is cool it's like for me that'd be like the Sal, the pizza loan officer, right? Like, <laughs> I wish I had something cool like that. Well, Sal's the pizza yeah. loan officer. He'll bring a pizza to your folks. Yeah. Hot and ready. Yeah. Well, you know, I've made this brand as like the heli realtor, and yeah. it makes people want to like look at it and share it online. But I think it can be done in the, in the mortgage world too. Cause like, For sure. let's pretend, okay, everybody wants to do bigger deals, right? Uh huh. So why not be the, the doctor loan officer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang around, hang around college campus. Yeah, yeah. right. Hang around <laughs> yeah. college campuses and go. You know, whoever's taking their MCAT. You know, you go and wherever that those people are. Yeah. As a doctor, loan what you can you can borrow like a million bucks yeah. on your first go yeah. at it. Yeah. With n- like no down. Well, you yeah. have to set yourself a niche, right? Yeah. And so, obviously, yeah. Uh, what's your brand going to be is really what you want. Like, what's your story going to be? Which I think a lot of people miss in our in our industry. That like you have to create a brand for yourself on some level, right? Mm-hmm. Branding is huge. Well, and undoubtedly, like you said, if you hung around college campuses and had a huge social, you know, thing about being a doctor, loan officer, or, mm-hmm. or a new construction loan officer hanging out around, you know, and doing the whole social thing, you would get all that business. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed at college campuses, Sal. You know, that is No, no, no I just don't want to ever could go be. back. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was so, fun times, but that's it. So talk to me about the, so obviously as a person that's pretty innovative, you probably had some options. I mean, you didn't have to stay at Sotheby's, right? And Sotheby's is one of the few, we were just talking about this like luxury brand boutique type uh, shops in our area. And, you know, a lot of people kind of go to the Keller Williamses and, and you know, Remax. And, and no, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of these things. But you made a decision to go to Sotheby's and stay there. So talk to me about that experience. Well, <clears throat> at the end of the day, when it comes to marketing a property over uh, – uh, sorry, i got to get a little closer yeah, to the mic yeah, it's here. It's okay. Um, when it comes to marketing a property in the higher price ranges, uh-huh. you know, exposure is everything. And when you list with us, no matter what, all of our listings go on the Wall Street Journal – Architectural Digest, Mansion Global, Dwell, James Edition, which is like Craigslist for billionaires. Wow. We advertise in China on their internet behind their firewall. Get get out of here. We have, o- we have offices globally. So I didn't know any of that. If no. we want to relocate somebody, we can relocate them and we'll probably be the most reputable real estate company in the area, especially if you're in somewhere like Dubai or Pakistan. In the whatever the luxury area is, I'm sure we're sitting there. So Sotheby's and, is, is intentionally like we're the luxury brand. That's who we are. Well, the company's over 300 years old. Is and, it really? Um, yeah, it was. It's originally an estate auction house. That's right, because Sotheby's auctions. Yeah. Right, you see that all the time, right? And um, you know, I say to people, I mean, this year we sold the most expensive Ferrari ever at 48 million, 
And so the consumer, the affluent consumer just assumes when you're when you're affiliated with this brand yeah. that you're affiliated with luxury. And yeah. If you get off the airplane at Aspen over the baggage claim, you see listings for thirty million dollars, and it's all branded with Sotheby's, right next to a Rolex uh, ad, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So it's just that, and so you you have to do a little bit less selling yourself when you go on an appointment with these people because they gotta, know that you yeah. they know that they're going to get an amazing advertising package, and that's why my average list price right now is over two million. Yeah. And. You know, I know that if I went to a different brand or anything like that, you you're gonna every one of your clients in the luxury price point is gonna suffer from like representation online and in print. Yeah. So, so uh, let me ask you, how old are you, Dylan? Twenty seven. Twenty seven years old. The, th- this is this is really interesting. You're twenty seven years old. You're super successful. You're really pushing the envelope on on what you're doing. What what is your like most twenty five years old? Because you you started when at uh, what age? I started like right when I was turning twenty four. Twenty four. So not a lot of twenty four year olds have that kind of drive or the the mental fortitude to like because real estate boys and girls is a tough tough competitive. It's cutthroat, yes. right? So like, what motivation and like what like what kind of like um, habits have you instilled in yourself to make sure that you put yourself in a position to be successful? Everything that I like is expensive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Not, that's, that's a good reason right there. Not going to college for, you know, and getting a degree or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of had to, I had totally to, <laughs> I had to choose kind of a sales career. I've always enjoyed it. I've always kind of felt like I could belong in that environment. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to buy a helicopter after I got my pilot's license. And, you know, I, I noticed that. I wanted to be in an industry where your your income is directly correlated to your effort. Your, your effort. Yeah. But not just your effort, it's working smart too cuz yeah. people are like, "Oh, it takes hard work to be successful." It's like I've seen some people that work really hard, you know, laying bricks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Man, you know, if you 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 want to use your brain to try to, you know, offer something that other people can't." And that's where I I kind of want to see this headed with my career is my goal is to purchase a helicopter this year and have it available for all of my clients to use with me, like take them for tours of properties, all my lenders, you know, mm-hmm. anybody that works with me, we're going to go up front. I want a helicopter ride, bro. You're going to get one. <laughs> all right. I want, I want, one, I want give, a daily one to work. Give me, give me two months. It's, uh, it's, it's in, That's it's, a little icy, huh? It's in the works right now. It's just been, um, you know, it's been my dream. And before, I, w- I wanted to do a tour operation out of Detroit. Um, uh-huh. In 2011, I wrote a business plan for it. And I had somebody that was willing to fund me. But I look. I looked at purchasing this, you know, half a million dollar machine, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna. Is that how much that cost? You, you know, at around that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a used one now that I could get for about half of that, which has half its Still life. Still two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Half its life. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a sec. And a helicopter. By the way, like helicopters kind of freak me out because like you you can't really glide down. Yeah, that's, that's a myth. You, you, it, wait, wait, what? So you can glide a helicopter. As long down as your the rotors ground. aren't damaged, you probably fly so, down like a like, leaf, right? We yeah. could turn the turn the engine off, and I could land it in a spot about fifty feet wide, and you wouldn't know it. Get out of here! You would be dropping pretty quickly, but what, what happens? <laughs> what happens is, um, you know, you you lower the collective pitch is what it's called. It's basically the thrust on the blades, yeah, and. Um, you glide down, and at the end, you, the air rushing up through the blades is going to keep it spinning enough like, that at the uh, end you can cushion it. And it's like one of those leaves that fall down on the ground, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And it, it's so it can if you do it right, it's so stable that you could touch down and you wouldn't even smack the ground hard. How do you practice that? You turn off the engine. Shut the fuck. I up. mean, you just you <laughs> you don't actually turn it off. You just you throw the throttle down and you practice it. We practice no it, kidding. you know, probably five times every time we go up. And, that makes uh, me feel a lot better about getting the helicopter with you. Well, dude, you can land it like he said in a, a fifty foot wide area. You get like a seaplane or something like that, bro. 
it's it's lights out if you don't have a place to land. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean but, we'll do it. You know, we, we practice this all the time and we'll do it. And again, if I didn't tell you, you just think, oh, we're coming down quick. This is cool. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Paul wouldn't be like that. No, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Pooping my pants. I'm like hugging Dylan for yeah. dear life. So at like, 24 years old, getting into this type of market, I mean, you talk about your clientele. Yeah. I mean, they're generally older or yeah. super successful that's people that question. hang around. A lot of other super successful people. How do you get past the the gray hair effect? Or you know, you're super young, right? How do you get the respect of the of, of your clients? It's a great well, question. So as I started, I've always been the kid that growing up was friends with my friends' parents too. Like if I was friends with you, I was also friends with your parents, you're especially no yeah. well, especially the the business people. I was always interested, learning. I was always reading, and yeah. I was always I think you know talking or at intelligently about stuff that was business related from a younger age. And so when I got into this, I mean, again, the, the guy who told me I could sell his million dollar house, um, as my first listing, the guy's worth, you know, big, 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 big money. Yeah. And he's like, I've, I've, I was really hoping that you would get into this and we've done a ton of deals together. That's awesome. And you know, a so lot you had of good support too, just based on yeah. who you were and how and being in, like, Networking. Aligning yourself with it started people, at, yeah. A, a, yeah, at a much younger age of building trust with these guys. And yeah. these are guys that, you know, if at 20 years old, they'd, you know, say, hey, if you want to take the Lamborghini out, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been a big deal for me to either ask and it wouldn't have been a big deal for them to do it because they trust me because yeah. I'm not going to go and, you know, drive it like a jackass. And you know, what's really interesting about what you're it. saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's at a very young age you realized and then you, and it's organic. I'm not saying you, you were doing it for this reason, but mm. you realize the importance of, networking and creating relationships uh, with with people that were like-minded which a lot of people in our industry i think don't get sometimes people want to just go after a sale and i I see a lot of loan officers like talking to real estate agents they're like oh albert better and like no dude just get out there and meet people get to know them you know well and the biggest thing i think of all people right poor rich whatever i mean you have to earn people's trust Mm -hmm. right and then once you earn the trust you can show and get that respect after the deal, right? Yeah. Well, here's kind of like a, a fun fact. So I, I grew up racing motorcycles as well. Yeah. I've done a lot of business through the motorcycle You're like community. the most interesting 28-year-old <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, right. Well, so I wanted to um, – the owner of Ducati Detroit in Birmingham was going to buy a oh, house. I love ducks, dude. Yeah, such and bad bikes, I dude. wanted to get a new bike, and yeah. uh, I heard that the owner was looking for a new house. And so I went in there of and – Of Ducati uh, bikes? Uh, of the, of the, okay. Yeah, he wanted to buy a house, and um. I had just started. I had my real estate license for like a month and a half or two months. And so I went in there and he's like, yeah, I'm working with someone. We're looking for a house. And I'm like, well, if you work with me, I'll spend every dollar I earn in your store. And uh, so- <laughs> I mean, there you go, dude. So I, I bought a bike uh, and you know, I spent like you know 40 grand. Yeah, they're and, not cheap, brother. Right? <laughs> yeah, for a bike, yeah. I, uh, and I went, I went and raced two seasons with them uh, all over the country racing motorcycles. And <sighs> right now- What the fuck are you talking about? Well, here, here we go. The, the crazy thing, right now I have over $6 million listed- from yeah. referrals from that dealership alone. Get out of here. I did. That's, again, it all goes back to networking, being a good human, getting to know people. That's interesting. And the people that buy Ducatis are the people that buy Ferraris, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. super fun. And, and it's just been a great group to hang out with. So like um, in a couple of weeks, I rent, there's a motorcycle race at Ford Field. So I got a suite for that. And all my Ducati customers and my motorcycle friends are going to go yeah. for that. And we've, you know, I try to keep stuff going after the transaction as well. Yeah. It's not just a relate. It's not a transaction. Dude. Yeah. It's a relationship. You, Cause these people are, you end up being friends with them. Right. And that, and like, if you do it right, like you can do this business 
and just be friends with people. It's really awesome. Yeah, ninety. I'm ninety percent referrals. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That that's really nice to hear. I think the, the I think the audience needs to understand uh, yeah. that these people that buy all these leads and are like like go out there and just make some relationships too, man. Right. Like, I mean, know? there's people that we don't work with because they open their own mortgage company or aren't in real estate anymore. That but we did a lot of deals and we're friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go to the bar. We go hang out. I don't whatever, care. Right? It's yeah. not about the, the dude. The business side it comes up from being like cool with people, right? Mm-hmm. And there are people like you said that that we were that people that stood at my wedding uh, that opened up their own mortgage companies. that had a real estate company. He's still my boy. I don't care, dude. Yeah. I wish you the best. Like, go kick some ass. We'll all kick kick some yeah. ass. And you the never know. Pretty like, big. The yeah, future. there's enough. Everyone needs somewhere to live. Yeah. And dude. so yeah. when people are like, "Oh, you're gonna steal my secrets," I'm ha- I'm happy to talk with anybody about sure. anything I'm doing. Yeah. Like, whether it's Instagram, whether it's mailers, whether it's postcards, whether it's video, I don't care because, like, even in our own company. I don't know. I can't name a time where I've ever competed with somebody from my own office for a listing. Yeah. Because it's just, we all have our own networks of people and sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not like like any of my motorcycle guys, if if you're a real estate agent and you go in there and they try to pitch them anything at Ducati Detroit, they're going to get, like, get have, out have of here. Have a great day, dude. Yeah, they're going to run, you, you, out of, run yeah. you out of town. It's going to be like day, that guy dude. that walks in the saloon in the old Western movie. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah you need to get out of here. You are not. You can't sit at our table. Um, so talk to me. So that I, I love I love that because yeah. that, that's kind of what we built our company on. We we. We want to create relationships. We don't want transactions, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. way more important. It's more long lasting. And any any real estate agent out there that's hearing this, understand that yeah, you can buy leads and that's awesome. But ultimately, that'll only get you so far. Like, so my I got guys in the office and I say, dude, make fifty calls today. Yeah, I don't care who you call. I don't care if it's your friends. <clears throat> your I don't nanny. care if it's your fan. Whoever mm-hmm. it is, make fifty calls and get to know all the people that you're talking to and like just be cool with them. Mm-hmm. And business will come from that, right? So that's really good. So talk to me about your Instagram thing because we were talking about it prior to the show. Like you made a decision to really go after Instagram, which I think is an, a wide open space. It's a younger demographic. It's probably more millennial. Probably more your more your your. So do you believe that that can translate into actual business for you? I mean, and again, I was mentioning on the way here, yeah. I got a lead for a $600,000 house from somebody that directly mentioned my videos on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, it was a it was a friend of a friend. Yeah. I've never met the guy, but, uh, you know, he sent me his address and I'm going to go on an appointment with them later today. Now, See. basically, when I started this, I go, what can I offer that nobody else can? So I went to the company that has the most to offer mm-hmm. and I go, now, how do we try to do something more than that? Mm-hmm. And um, How do I add more value? How do I add more? <clears throat> yeah. So we started making these property tour videos with like a, you know. <laughs> Bless you, Jesus. Yeah, man. good God. Sorry. <laughs> I was right on me. I went this way, bro. Yeah. Okay. But we, we'd make these videos and uh, they'd have some fun element of it, whether it's, uh, you know, jumping in a motorcycle, jumping in a pool in a suit. You, you know, guys got to see these videos, by the way. Like, he's <laughs> literally on a jet ski on a, in a suit and I'm like, that looks awesome. <laughs> well, and. If I did that, let's say I just posted a video of the house, it'd get 2,000 views in a week on yeah. a boosted post on Facebook. Yeah. If I do one like that, we landed a helicopter at a property. People want to see that. Earlier they, in the year, it got 35,000 views in the first week. That's wild. And um, you know, my Instagram page is one of the most followed real estate Instagram pages in the state by a long shot. Um, and when I go to a, an appointment and I say, oh, by the way, our our traffic from our video is going to get more traffic than Zillow, Realtor.com, mm-hmm. the MLS, and truly it combined in a week. That's wild. And, uh, and for the for the entire duration of your listing. And so not only are we going to offer all these cool things for your listing with the Wall Street Journal and all our Rob Report and James Edition and Mansion Global and Dwell, you're also going to get me and we're going to produce these videos. And that's what's, I think, put me 
in people's minds because everybody knows 10 realtors they go oh but have you seen that that guy that does yeah. this and even if you think even if you don't like me and you think oh that guy's just talking yours. about you yeah <laughs> even if you even if you're like oh i hate that guy he's such a douche or yeah. something like that yeah. <laughs> i don't care trust me dude i know i, mean, I do a ton of videos a lot of people call me a douchebag but and, i'm like yeah. you're talking about me yeah exactly and it's like yeah guess what that, and nobody's talking about the house that you sold yeah right? so and it's you just, know what i feel like <laughs> at least in our industry like when we say that about someone for whatever reason, we still want to meet them. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then we do, and we're like, wow, those guys are cool. I'll give you an right? example. Ryan and Nick Anthony from, uh, from Remax. Right? We were, we were like, used to, what? We used to blast. I'm like, right. well, how many times are you going to button your coat, dude? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how many, you got to get out of Bugatti, whatever. And then we met them, and we're like, dude, you guys are sweet as shit. Yeah. Like, you guys are awesome. You know, it's funny. We're in my office, just a, a little tangent, and we'll get into these topics. But um, my LOs were like watching this video of a, of a loan officer, and they're like making fun of him. They're like, oh, he's making these dumb videos. I'm like, I'm like, really? I go, do you know who he he's is? Doing more loans than you. I go, do you know who he is? They go, yeah. I go, does he know who you are? Yeah. No. Does anybody know who you are? No. You're making fun of him, but you know who the hell he is, yeah. right? So, I mean, I think that's a test, but it's uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It is uncomfortable because you put yourself out there and a lot of people won't do it because it, it is, because my friends make fun of me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to do Omega 60 at the golf course, dude? And yeah. then I'm like, shut up, man. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, I had, I had somebody, an agent that reached out to me. And uh, I, I had this this movie or this video, and we're jumping on a trampoline doing flips across. The I room. saw this. You're okay. like super athletic. Right. Like, like it's crazy. And so the guy, um, I send out these mass emails, and it, get, it got to this other agent, and he like tells me, he and he goes, and I'm going to say this. Just, yeah, you can say whatever you know. There's, he goes, yeah. why don't you go jump on the trampoline again, you faggot? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And, I, and it was another agent, and I was like, good God. I'm like, this guy hates me and Jesus, i'm like and he hates yeah he's and like, I, I he said like, that to you <laughs> and i was like okay and then so i looked up the guy's sales and in the past three years Man. he's done one deal and i'm like oh my I'm god i'm like i'm like and, and he, he made some comments to me and i was like it sucks i was like how does it feel to be down 90 percent this year and have done one one deal i mean that's all you can say the numbers uh, yeah numbers don't you lie, know dude. and then i apologize like hey sorry for making a taking a shot at you like you and felt he, bad because you're a good dude and then he goes well i mean how do your parents feel that they couldn't you know produce a straight son i'm like i'm not gay and i'm like okay i'm like whatever and, well, and even if you were what the hell's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It, was, it was just it was just kind of funny but i'm like you wow know, that's that's I mean there's trolls Man. dude but that's wild that's dude that's, human that's harsh yeah that's really put that guy on blast dude but yeah. yeah so you do you do get <laughs> you know you know critics and things like that and you know I, I had somebody on YouTube and you uh, should have if you don't have critics you're not doing something right yeah dude. I was some some realtor in some other state I'm I again I'm jumping a motorcycle in the video yeah and uh, the person goes what does that have to do with selling a house I'm like well you watched it you, you know you're, you're talking did you, to me did you see the house are you talking to me do you yeah. know who I am right so, so listen I mean just so the people understand like I believe wholeheartedly in a lot of social media marketing because and getting your name out there because for better or worse, if someone's talking bad about you or good about you, they're talking about you. They know yeah. who you are. So I think that's really I important. Have a, I have a really good idea for a video we got to talk about after. Okay. Is it – why is it, why is is it, it after? Pizza? Yeah. Is oh, it, we talk about it now. Is it like <laughs> in a bedroom? I see the, like, no, I see the, the helicopter landing, right? And, mm-hmm. they, and Chad running out with loan docs. Okay. Chad really? Getting to the Our table. Partner? Yeah, we get you there. Well, you see, that, that's <laughs> right. yeah. when I get that when I get this thing, it's gonna it's gonna I'm be excited a, for well, you. it's gonna be a referral source because I'm gonna take anybody who does a deal with me or gives me a referral up for a tour of Detroit. Well, that's and I'm gonna awesome. turn everybody that I know that into awesome. uh, So I, I gotta I gotta commend you, man, because uh, a lot of people don't think outside of the box uh, in our industry. They just kind of do the same thing, the same model, and and you've taken a, uh, an aggressive stance on being different and setting yourself apart, which is a big deal in our industry and and that will get you very far and obviously you're doing really well for it so like dude i commend you for for your innovation on that it's awesome 
I'm really I, I'm excited for you and, and watching you like grow, dude. Because it's like I'm excited too. That stuff is fun to watch when you want when you watch someone that gets it and you see them succeeding. That like that makes me happy, like I, like wholeheartedly. Um, I got to do a deal with you because I want to take that helicopter. Ride. See, that's a, that's <laughs> what that's the thing. Is, deals, dude. You live in Burton. Well, that, and that's the thing is my perception online is people think that it's like yeah, you do all this big stuff. And my average sales price is still like three, four hundred thousand dollars. You still got to take what you got. It's all yeah. I work with yeah. anybody and everybody, and Hustling. it's it's always and and I. I I treat those people just as well. And I think that even in those price points, the people are going to appreciate as much yeah. going, going flying and doing something different. You yeah, know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're not going to be picky, right? Well, mo- most people like a closing gift is, you know, a bottle, uh, a of, bottle of wine or, or a yeah. cutting board or something like, which I've done. Yeah. Um, not a fan, you know, and that, I mean, the clo- I mean, taking somebody like that, it's a, it's a pretty enormous <laughs> expense, but it's definitely, it's totally different. It's, it's memorable. You can put it on your, on your Facebook. You can take pictures. It, it, it's an experience, an emotional experience that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. That is way more powerful than getting a, cu- a cutting board. Yeah. In my opinion. So, I agree. Yeah. Right? And yeah. like and one guy was super cool. And I'm probably, no, 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 we're good. No, no, stuff, no, but uh, my friend Scott, he's one of the guys who first guy to ever take me riding a dirt bike. And, um, you know, one of my friends' were you, parents. Like three years old. No, I, I didn't start that early. I wish I did, but um, you know. So, anyways, we go out looking for houses. Yeah. He buys the first house we see. He's a buyer, so I didn't have to spend a bunch of money marketing to him and yeah. this and that. Yeah, yeah. And while we were out looking, he mentioned um, an artist that paints uh, cityscapes of Detroit on old Model A doors. That's awesome. And I got the name of the artist. I called her and I said, "Hey, can you make um make me one of these doors?" She goes, "I don't have I have one left and I'm painting it for myself." I'm like, "I don't care what it costs, just buy it." Like, "Let me let me what do this, right?" That? And so I I ended up, you know, buying this artwork for, you know, it was like 800 it's bucks, right? Not cheap, right? And um, you know, brought it to closing from something that he mentioned one time. That's so awesome. And I'm like, "Again, this is Scott. He took me dirt biking like mm-hmm. the first time ever. Bought the first house he walked through, super easy to deal with." Yeah. And so I bring that to closing. His eyes light up and You'd better believe every time he's in his house and somebody makes a comment about that, it's like, it's going to be the story mm-hmm. that they tell. Like, you guy did that for you? Yeah, but dude, but you did that because you actually care. I right? did. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't about that, but yeah. I know that that's what's going to come a, because of it. There's a byproduct for it. Yeah. Right. Here, like, it all goes back to, dude, be a good human, do good things, care about people, and good things will happen to you. Because you're probably were like, I really want to make this guy happy. Like, that's exciting to me, mm-hmm. right? I want to make him smile. He gets that. And now he's like, dude, that was awesome. Well, yeah. And he, I mean, he's been a friend forever. And, and he got me into dirt biking. Yeah. I got him into road racing. And then he bought my Kawasaki. We go to the racetrack and, and we have a blast. So, dude, well, congrats on, on all the stuff that you're doing. You're doing it all right, man. Everything that you've said is like, I think like super, super legit. Like, you know what you're doing. Uh, I want to get into these topics just so we can hit them real quick, yeah. but we could talk for hours. We'll have you back <laughs> on to talk about your story more, but, uh, and we'll get to your contact information at the end here. So, but I do want to talk about some of these topics as we're running out a little bit of time. Um, real quick. I don't know if you, you know this, Dylan, but Quicken just got hammered on a lawsuit for $740 million. No, I did not. Yeah. Hear that. So Quicken, um, House Canary and 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 uh, Title Source or Title Company at some point they were doing a deal where they were going to do house valuations and it went sour, and then you know basically they said House Canary didn't provide their end of the bargain and House Canary was like you stole all our algorithms you did all this stuff sued them went to court in Texas they won the first judgment for seven hundred ten million dollars second judge they tried to appeal Quicken did because they're fighting it obviously because it's a lot of I mean well, it's, it's three quarters of a billion yeah. dollars right. Um, the judge threw it out and said, "Actually, you owe him seven forty. Up how much they owed him? <sighs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. So I mean, look, I know Quicken does a lot of like super legit stuff. I know people over there; mm. they're pretty high and tight. But they also they're competitive, right? So who knows what happened on the back end? But 
for a jury to say that they were guilty and then another judge to uphold it and then up the the, the fine. I mean, something happened there. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Yeah. That's I mean, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's three quarters of a billion dollars. Happens all the time, man. It does? You know, well, <laughs> does it? No, I mean, hey, you know, just read about all these banks, right? Like, they made a mistake with... Uh, Wells Fargo. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they, you know what? I'm sure it didn't billions. come from the top of Quicken Loans, but unfortunately, you know, it's it's a two-way street, right? Like, your employees are a representation of your company. Yep. So if a few people Legally, in the, yes. I'm sure some people got fired, right? So you th- yeah, Bob. I'm sure they didn't get bonus. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure it wasn't. True. They probably well, depending on where that yeah, where that happened Goldman in the Sachs. chain. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, if you work for Quicken Loans and you ended up with you know your group that that did this project right and did it, and you're like, you tell your boss, yeah, it's all above board. Oh right? yeah, dude. I I'm, I just created a whole new. I mean, thing, I'm sure right? there's yeah. some responsibility of Maybe Quicken that's... to vet that out, but it's like okay. Maybe that's why they had to sell the casino downtown. <laughs> I think Dan's gonna be all right, by the way. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, like it's a lot of money, though, man. I mean, we're not talking about ten, fifteen. Yeah. I mean, it's a private company. Seven hundred fifty million bucks is a lot. Well, look of, at these. Lot of coin, look dude. at these lawsuits for Wells Fargo making small mistakes on like PMI, or you know, it's like, well, Wells Fargo paid fifty million dollars of restitution today, and then mm-hmm. six months later, oh. They keep Wells paying. Fargo's paid, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, but they're made. Of, I mean, they are made of money. They literally, keep I can't bank. believe how yeah. much they you know? paid, and they just keep moving on. They're like, well, yeah, it's like how much money do they have? That they think of just... all the bad debt from the loans that yeah. you know. I gr- granted, they write it off or or whatever, but it's like a buddy of mine. They get a slap Fargo. on the wrist, and they don't even care because how much. It's not money even a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. fucking like it's a. I want to say what it really is, but it's not a good. Th- I mean, it's a lot yeah. of money. Um, it's interesting to see what happens with Quicken. I mean, Quicken is like, uh, listen. So I don't know if you you're obviously on the mortgage side. Refinances are way down. You know, Quicken historically was a big refinance shop. They've got a lot of loan officers. They got a lot of overhead, and it's interesting right now because there's a lot of companies are laying people off. There's a lot of loan officers that. We're so reliant on leads yeah, so, right. for so long. Didn't have a sphere of influence. Didn't create contacts in the industry. Didn't do purchase transactions. And now they've got to figure out a way how to survive. Well, it's a call center with you. Your hand is held all the way through the process. All the way through there. the process, right? No, I think Quicken will be fine. They'll adapt or whatever because they're a mortgage company, right? Yeah. Or They're innovative, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, but Dan's these banks, yeah. it's crazy. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to Bank of America, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They get They send me a quote. It's crazy. They're paying. To, yeah. They're paying for the loans, right? Banks and it's yeah. like dipping out. Yeah, margin, yeah, the, the margin is zero. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. it, just probably to keep some loans on their books because they have no other value other than right. And that's why it's like great to work with guys like you and private lenders and brokers and things yeah. like that because – you know, hey, when I call the phone, I don't have to get go through a waiting period, yeah. get to talk to an assistant, then to get to the guy that that did the pre approval, but he's not even the guy working on the loan anymore. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like, well, it's out of my hands anymore. It's a different department. Yeah, and, and you don't see any of these guys at the closings either. Like my, no. you know, a lot of the guys I work with, they come to the closing. Yeah, I gotta go to one you know, after we, this, right? It, yeah, it's somebody that I would, you know, it's somebody that I would well, go grab a drink with you... after, or go to lunch and hang out with. Well, dude, it's a Doing big deal. A, I'll I'll make a good analogy for you, and I'm sure you'll understand. Like calling calling us right mm-hmm. and asking it, it's like you're calling bentley right yeah. or rolls royce yeah well it's a small team of people working and hand building this car yeah right we can tell you where it's at we can tell you when it's done we can tell you any issues we're mm-hmm. gonna have as opposed to calling ford and saying it's on the hey, line what's, dude what's yeah what's number uh 1265 f-150 look like coming <laughs> off the line well let me call down there. Oh, he's sick today. Oh, he's, that's, you know, there's a that's thousand people the, working on it. Some of the real estate teams too. Same you, thing. You do deals with yeah. some of these guys yeah. and it's like, 
who, who am, am I talking talk- to? Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, you recognize the name on the listing, but then it's like, who is this That's guy? That's the Who's guy that? you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, right. never talk to that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the Rolls Royce will cost you more than the F-150 maybe. But yeah, right. You'll appreciate it, and it'll be a great experience. But we can't, we can't bag on the F one hundred and fifty. It's a heaven deal. It's a heaven. I mean, by the way, it's a heaven truck. The only tent pulled up in an F one hundred and fifty that you need a ladder to get into. By <laughs> yeah. way. Like, uh, probably next to my car, I thought you'd uh, like, crush it. Yeah, but to your point, man, it like I don't, you know, consumers a lot of times <clears> because they they're just so uh, used to going to their bank, right? When they do a mortgage or yeah. whatever it may be, have a hard time understanding that potentially a, a more of a boutique or smaller shop who has just the same resources, probably more because they're more hands on, is a better experience, right? And, and as a real estate agent, when you get a li- when you get an offer, and let's talk about this, I think this is important, and you have three offers and they're all the same. Yep. Let's say hypothetically, one's from Omega Lending, one's from Bank of America, and one is from Quicken, let's say. Which one are you taking? It's the one that you can call yeah. and they you, they pick up the phone. Now, when I, when I submit an offer with somebody, I always copy my my banker on there and yeah. say, please reach out. And my people, my my lenders are going to reach out to the other agent yeah. and say, hey, this yep. guy's solid. Like we, yes. we're, we're closing loans Nobody's in this many that. days. And, people discount that effectiveness. Oh, and you know, I've, you know, handily won deals where we weren't the highest price. Because, because you made it more confident. Because you made it more confident. You know, we write personal letters to the sellers. Yeah. We write, mm-hmm. you know, we reach, I reach out to the agent and I give my, my loan officers a solid recommendation. I give my mm-hmm. bank, my client, my buyer. I just, it's a team. I let them know that everything's going to be awesome. And then as soon as it gets signed, even if it's not, we still want it. Well, yeah. And at but, that yeah. price point, like the five to $10,000 of surety is worth it to a seller. Right. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, you know, you're selling a hundred fifty thousand dollar house. A two grand goes a long way. I'm sure, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, hey, <laughs> there's got to be a lot of confidence in 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 what you're doing, and you've got to have a team that is all because it's look, it's competitive. <coughs> let's be honest. Like no matter what, if there's a house that's like good, people all a lot of people want it. So you've got to use as many tools and opportunities to make sure you set yourself apart at a high level. And part having a really good team around you is part of that. Title company, right? Uh, mortgage company, uh, your your uh, inspection, right? All that has to be buttoned up. Well, I was um I was actually selling my brother's house two years ago, and we turned a ten thousand dollar higher offer from Quicken Loans to work with a private lender because I knew the they were just throwing a number up there, and then we we're going to get the appraisal back, and it was going to be terrible because mm-hmm. I'd represented buyers with you know Quicken approvals. We go through. We have a twenty five thousand dollar discrepancy in appraisal on a two hundred thousand dollar purchase price. We lose. We lost three deals. We switched to a different bank that I used that that then reappraised the same house at value. Yeah. And my person got to buy a house that day. Yeah. And we we lost three deals in a row. Wow. Uh, working with them, so it's like, yeah, I I, it's I, hard. It's I, I tell these stories, and it's like people are like, oh well, it's the biggest thing, bigger this mm. and this and that, and they've got all these resources. It's like you're funding them to have these special ping pong tables and conference rooms <laughs> and and yeah. two thousand dollar chairs, and it's like that's not that's not necessarily the best service. And to be and to be get. fair, listen, Quicken does a lot of. I, I worked there for five. I know yeah. their process. I know the people over there. Listen, it's not that the the company is bad or they have anything. It's just that model when we're talking about a purchase transaction that has a lot of intricate is difficult to scale on a, on a mass level because mm-hmm. it takes a lot more um, like local the, understanding. The, the, yeah. you just, there's more Experience moving parts in the purchase. Right. And right. I, I agree with that because I've, I've had deals go very smoothly with <clears throat> yeah. that as well. Yeah. And it's, it's really just, it's, it's when you have one that really explodes and it's hard to reach people and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, and it's really more like, okay, Royal Oak market, multiple offer situations, Trust yeah. appraisal guarantees, yeah. you know, that's going to be a really tough market mm-hmm. where if you're, that's what your pre-approval is from. Yeah. Is, it's the people, yeah. people don't get that. But like, to your point, nobody, like, it's all, like when everything goes right, 
everything goes right. Mm-hmm. So you don't need you don't need. Well, but if so when you, there's a hiccup, and how do you handle that hiccup, which is really important. Our this thing right here, the cell phone, yeah. right, and texting allows and facilitates this, these transactions to go smoothly. Like just a quick text, hey, order the appraisal, inspection went good, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? Like you have that. You have group chats with clients. Yep. You know, it's it's like things that you cannot do at a big company. Well, right. we want you on the record, right? It, or you can leave yeah. the office and go meet them. And yeah. and, and you and can't talk frankly. I mean, you know, you're sitting there. I remember at Quicken Loans, if you're sitting there, you know, at least when I was there and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this, fuck, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're like, whoa, bro. You yeah. know, when oh, I was there, it was a little bit different. Yeah. More wild, wild, well, they, 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 they tightened it up a little, you know, back when I but, started, dude, it was wild. I mean, it's a totally different company from when I started. We used to get like, we used to get on the phone and just hammer people like <laughs> and drink beers and, and call <laughs> Hawaii because there was no licensing required, but that's a whole different, I mean, we could get a whole show. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, you know, the <laughs> bigger you get, the more you kind of got to be high and tight. Right. Right. You yeah. know, so, and that's, it's. There's pros and cons. Dude, look, like, like we I said, can be like water. You know, I'll you know get what's on the really phone funny, an old woman, and be like, "Yes, ma'am." Hello. You know what's really funny, right. Dylan? Quicken is one of our partners. Like, we can actually write loans through Quicken's wholesale, right? And we have, and they mm-hmm. do a good job. But we're we're leading that, right? That's still yeah. they're they're just they're just underwriting our back office, right? They're they're basically in the background. We're still handling the transaction, the pre-approvals from us, and it's and and it's our process that we're using. It's not yeah. theirs, right? And what's crazy is like the whole appraisal thing. It is funny sometimes because we can if a appraisal comes in low, mm-hmm. right? Like we have the ability to say, okay. Listen, we agree that was a bad appraisal. We'll pay for a new one and we're going to use a different lender and it will often come in higher. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. And sometimes that happens from one lender to another. I just had and sometimes Quicken comes higher. in higher. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. 40%. But, so listen to this. But the client yeah. doesn't know or they maybe they know, but it's it's not a, a big as big of a burden on the client to change lenders like that because they're still working with us. Well, and we have we're all the other They don't say, hey, right? sign these new yeah. docs and you're good. Yeah. yeah. So, right. dude, let me tell you a story. I had, a, I had an appraisal come in. It's a house in Detroit. It's a, it's a new agent, but she sold a house. It was a $95,000 house in Detroit. Hard yeah. to appraise, yeah. right? Totally redone. One of the nicest ones in the block. Came in at 60K the first time. And we're like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't think we're going to get to 95 ever. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, we're gonna re- we're gonna redo the appraisal. We even paid for it because yeah. I wanted to make sure that they were taken care of. It's not typical, but I wanted to make sure everybody was happy. And I really thought I was that was a charity. That yeah. we're, we, yeah. just we wrote it on our box. It's, it's done. Got the appraisal back yesterday, ninety eight k. That's a big difference, yeah. dude. Yeah. Loans closing. You know, like I had we one had last the opportunity year came to in at two twenty, and the following one came in at two eighty yeah. in Rochester. Yeah. Right, and it's like these buyers, are, I can't blame them. Or like. I don't even know if I want to buy this house. Yeah. You know, we're either and, underwater or we're and you're in the there, money. And yeah. These people just at that point, they're assured that they're getting ripped off. And you're like, no, this <laughs> like I had a deal yeah. in uh, Troy with Birmingham <clears throat> schools of a newer brick colonial. Yeah. The appraisal came back with 70s buy level and try levels that were comps for it. That's not that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, that's and, not good. Yeah. And so we ended up getting to buy the house for less money. Okay, so you which is great for less. my which is yeah. great for my sometimes client. it works out. But well, they go, but they're sitting, they're like pissed. They're like, oh, we're you were getting ripped off. I'm like, how is this even similar to this at all? And they're like, well, you know, it's just it was a, it was a tough one. Appra- and it ended up clo- yeah, appraisals are are opinion, just so everybody knows. Yes. Like, they can Literally vary says wild, opinion of value, which is you know, which is sad that like that everything's based on that, well, but it, it is our process, and it all depends. Yeah, I mean, that appraiser is going to go out there and he's going to say. These are the comps that I feel best justify this property. And another person could go out and say, you know what? These higher end comps are better to justify it and I'll adjust down, right? Well, People are either adjusting down or adjusting up or it's flat. In something a that I've cookie cutter. Market. I think that is important is I go to my appraisals on all my listings. 
I bring a package of what, how, and I never tell them how to do their job. I said, this is how I came up with my price. It's fair. I've came you should up, be doing that. That's I've a ca- good agent. I've came up, you know, yeah. and if I thought it was really pushing it, that guy might get donuts. You well, know. you shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But you shake his hand, you look him in the eye and say, man, this is what I, I'm trying to do. Yeah. And you, you, you appeal to the human side of it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because the house is selling for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So the, for me, if someone is willing to pay X, that's how much the house is worth. Well, especially when you have four offers. Yeah. And they're all at that price. And, yeah. then, and then it comes in low and it's like, here's my four offers that we had that. That's right. why I always say something's always worth what someone's willing to pay for. And unfortunately, your appraisal will not reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the appraisal process and the whole the whole thing about appraisals is not to reassure the buyer. It's not to protect the buyer. Oh. It's it's to protect the lender to make yeah. sure that if you stop paying your loan, we can turn around and recoup our our loan. Right, well, right now, sell this house. I, yeah. I feel like I have had so many appraisals come in high. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that the the big push behind that was all these appraisal guarantees this past summer, right? Yeah. 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 Because it's like, well, yeah. you know, there's no prior comps to support that. We'll mm-hmm. put a ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollar guarantee on it. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, it did come in low, yeah. but hey, so it comes in right. You by knew the 10K, what you were going yeah. in for, yeah. right? Or it yeah. came in halfway. That house sold at that price, which now pushes the mm-hmm. the prices up a little. Real bit. quick, Dylan. So uh, you know, it sounds to me that you've decided to create a team around you that you trust and you feel good about. Whether you know the LO side, whatever. Talk to the, talk to like these young agents that that potentially are just going for the people that are doing like MSAs or co marketing and like kind of get their hand out. Like I think because you and it doesn't sound like you do any of that. No, no right. So you're mostly looking for good what partners. Is that? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. so like yeah. like what made you decide to like look for a good team as opposed to just like because like historically speaking realtors and loan officers there's like this rift and they're not really working together we i mean we don't believe in that but that, that kind of what happened like all oh, that loan officer a piece or, of shit or that agent's a piece of or shit or let's build a relationship pay for my stuff yeah which yeah works yeah. right and i get if it because like daddy. to your point earlier before we started it you know if you're in a lower uh, price point area and your average price is 180000 You can make money doing it. You can, but yeah. it usually takes a lot of money to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to buy a ton of leads Three, four, and you got to get out yeah. there, especially how saturated the mar- that market is with real estate agents. Yeah. Yeah. I, I paid for Zillow leads for like nine months. Yeah. And I think it paid like 1500 bucks a month and I did one deal off of it. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. like, they convert at 1%. One, yeah. That, that is like well, across the board. And putting yourself where you're at, I mean, how many million dollar you know, buyers are going to go on Zillow That's and not call idea. their referral. Well, and the, right? the, the crazy thing was, is um, I, you know, I, I was a premier agent, so they would send me a lead for a property that I wasn't <clears throat> familiar with. Yeah. And these people are calling me. It's like, it connects you right away. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, does the property on one, two, three main street have three bathrooms? I don't know, man. And I'm like, I'm like driving down the, the highway, <laughs> looking up the, my app and I'm looking at the same app that they're looking at, trying to find information. Yeah. Like, and they can just smell over the phone that you don't know what you're talking no about. No idea. Mm-hmm. You're, you're fumbling, right? If Especially someone calls me about my buyer, listings, right? I've got the, I've got my facts. This is what I got. It's got cherry yeah. floors, got the cabinets, all the, right? All the way through. We, we do some Zillow, uh, co-marketing and our, Face subsequently is on the bottom of a lot of we these get calls, listings, right? Yeah. On the properties. Hey, what's that house on? You know, one, two, three. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yo, but I'm the loan officer. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, and I always know when they call me yeah. about a house. Oh, I found you on Zillow, right? So yeah. Yeah. let me get you in contact with one of. Right. Nope, I'm not in. Yeah, that, it's, it's, what do you do? I do more. <laughs> no, man, I want to land contract. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Hey, so there, there's an, there's another article I was going to get into. We, we're running out of time, so I'm not going to get into it. But Blackstone d- did raise twenty million dollars in a real estate portfolio that gives them sixty billion. I'm sorry, sixty 
Twenty billion gives them sixty billion dollars worth of buying power. They're betting on the market on a, in a big way. Uh, they might be betting that there may be a little bit of a turn, but overall they're betting on the market. I think that's why that story is actually important because they they're setting themselves up to buy a lot of real estate across yeah. the country. So it gives you a little bit of an idea. Those of you that are, are talking about the doom and gloom of the real estate market, you're probably not smarter than these guys. They're pro- right. probably setting themselves yeah. up. I mean, they've got a lot of money going into this, right? So. Well, d- I mean, Blackstone when when it hit the the floor, they had. I mean, it's a hedge fund, yeah, right. And 20, they bought yeah. so many properties and bad notes. They buy a lot of non performing notes, yeah, because they believe is, that they can. You essentially own that property, then, yeah. right? Your first yeah. lien holder, hedging. yeah. It's, it's smart because real estate is one of the most stable parts of our economy, and it always has been, always yep. will be. People well, it's always the most tangible part of our economy. Well, yeah. it's a huge. It's a multi trillion dollar part of our economy that's so important that. Again, I always go back to this. In 2008, we had we saw the most catastrophic failure in the real estate market that we've ever seen, but the rebound was ridiculous because it's so such a stable market. Yeah. So, um, the, so we do this thing called three questions. This is what we end the the, the day on. So yeah. these are these are directed to you. The first one we all ask everybody. I'll ask you two different ones. What scares you, Dylan? <clears throat> This would be good because I mean, this guy jumps out of like plane. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like I don't know what the fuck is going to scare this guy. <laughs> That's a give me give me the other two and let me think about that. If you were to marry one famous or go on a date with one famous person, who would it be and why? Can I go on a date with Mark Cuban? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, that, <laughs> that, yeah. dude, that just yeah. tells you oh, that speaks volumes of how this guy thinks. That's I, really I, awesome. I'd, dude. Ra- I mean, I'd rather go out with somebody that you know. It's, or Grant Cardone would be cool. He's Grant a Cardone is good, yeah. If you guys haven't read 10X, 10X is great. Yeah. If you don't follow Cardone Capital. I reached out to him. He, I asked him to be, do our podcast, and he, and he literally responded and said, not, not at this time, but please keep keep, keep, me, keep in contact. He's a very, very open person. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's an interesting answer. That I've, just speaks uh, volumes uh, of who he is, dude. I've, uh, I've, I've hit people up on Instagram, like Jordan Belfort, and offered him. He's a helicopter pilot, too. Um, I've yeah. offered him a tour of Detroit if he's ever in town. I've, uh, you know, any of these guys that I think are awesome, I'm, I'll shoot him a message That's and say, That's what I'm saying, Hey, if, you, if you're ever in town, let's, like, let's, let's go out and uh, I'll fly out to lunch. And, think about that, guys. He's just taking shots at anything. Like if, yeah. And then they're all things that you're putting yourself out there. Like, right? So that's awesome. That's I, a very if, good answer. Uh, so Jordan Belfort has a, a sales training course called Straight Line Selling. Yeah. And it's what he's pitching at the end of the movie. And uh, after I listened to that, I, I wrote him uh, you know, a letter, a handwritten letter, and send it out to him so that he was one of the, my inspirations of coming into sales. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny, he didn't respond to me. So, Jordan Belford, if you're listening to if this. If you're listening, which you probably aren't, there's four people <laughs> yeah. listening right now. He's doing good on Instagram now, too, though. He's he pu- was, dude, he's pushing the envelope, he's, too. He's yeah. pushing it. So. He's pushing it. I mean, look, they're, they're, you, you, content is a lot of, like, very important right Movie now. Movie industry helped him out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, right. Hey, so, so what's interesting you? enough? I'm, I'm still working on that. You're still working on it right now? <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Some people say like failure. I say don't, spite. No, I would you never. I would never. I would never look at that at failure because like I think yeah. your biggest success has come after failure. You so, have to fail. You have to uh, fail a lot. Yeah, you fail as much as possible. The people that that are actually killing it have failed so much. A so lot. That's not. That, it hasn't been that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, okay, crashing crashing stuff sucks. I broke yeah. my femur two years ago. That was that really hurt. Um, <laughs> pain scares you. That hurt. You know, it, pain. It, it was really, you know, not being able to. I mean, obviously, okay. The, the number one thing would be become a quadriplegic. That not be, being able yeah. to work. That would be yeah. what you love. That yeah. would be my, my number one fear. Would be for sure. Stop riding be bikes and jumping over houses. But, but I not, can't. That wouldn't be the quality of life that I wanted, though. So you have to take the risk. Like all of my all of my motorcycle friends are all like, listen, I would, I'll risk this, I'll risk that for that. Yeah, you know? that's your Annie to play. It's like that. That you're you're risking something to do. And what granted, you like, the right? chances are higher, but man, you risk that every time you get in a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. 
Well, people, icy road out. One, well, well, one funny thing <laughs> is people are like, people that know me just as a helicopter pilot, they're like, oh, that must be like dangerous. And it's like, it's probably one of the safer things I'm going to do this week, right. yeah. you know, between the motorcycle stuff. Cause that's where it really gets, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. really gets out of hand. So. I think you should talk to people about like your, your thought process. It's really Strong. Like I'd want to like you talk to a team. book. Like, I, I, not even kidding you. I'm like super impressed by you. Um, uh, last question. If you were one animal, what would it be and why? Animal? Well, this is super easy. A, a peregrine falcon. When I was a little kid, <laughs> my mom was like, um, they're bad. Dude. Yeah. They're yeah bad, when, I, yeah. when I was, you know, my, you know, I see this bird outside and I'm like, why is he sitting on the tree? Why isn't he flying? Like if yeah. I, I was like, if I could fly, I'd do it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and pelicans, they die from like a million feet in they the go air. Really, yeah. They go yeah. really fast. And that was like, I always wanted to fly. And, um, that's it. That's awesome. So, you know, and it wasn't until I watched the Red Bull movie, there's a scene where you see this helicopter. This thing really made an impact on this Red Bull movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. still, I can still picture the scene. You should in my write head this, this second. Yeah. <laughs> um, they drop off some snowboarders at the top of the hill and you see their, their, their helicopter is so almost inverted. Yeah. That they after they drop everybody off, they fly down the mountain really fast, almost upside down. That's why. And <laughs> it's in slow mo, and you see the blades just kind of churn real slow. And I'm just go, I'm going to do that. And if, after that day, I didn't go back to college for one day, and I had three weeks left to get my associate's Congratulations. degree. Congratulations! The college is a farce, personally. Okay, so we got to we got to wrap this up. Uh, Dylan, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you um, to, to you know for anything that they might want. You can go to my website, hellyrealtor.com. But mm-hmm. the way that you can learn every single thing about me, yeah. the easiest is to go on my Instagram. It's your story. Watch the stories. The story highlights. It'll give you, you know, everything you need to know. What's, your, what's your Instagram handle? At Heli Realtor. Of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. So, um, a, a phone number they can reach you if they need to? Yeah, 248-990-0356. Try me. I answer all the time. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm religious about the phone to a fault. That's that. These are all qualities that yeah. take to be successful. Um, we actually, anyways, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Like, really enlightening. Really, really looking forward to like watching your growth and like from afar. You, you've you've done a really good job, man. So, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, to the to our audience, please go to our uh, um, our page on iTunes. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. Go to IRE Podcast. Go to Podcast Detroit. Um, go wherever you can find your, you, you want to get your, uh, your podcast. That's where we're at. So we appreciate our, our, our audience, uh, all 15 of your, our fans and the two in Sweden. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we've got some, a few in Brazil and I got a few in, in India now. It's good. It's good. We're in India now? Yeah. 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 Didn't know that. So, uh, God bless everyone. Jessica, thank you so much for doing what you do again. This guy's impressive, You're right? Uh, very. Like yeah. super impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't get this much. So, uh, <laughs> thank you everyone. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 